We often take great pride in our accomplishments or in our physical attributes or perhaps in our possessions. Whether or not we admit it, we love the praise of others as it exalts us above everyone else. We excuse our pride calling it by other names like self-assertiveness or self-reliance. However, in the scripture, pride in whatever form it takes is never seen in a good light, especially when our hearts are proud and exalted above God. God hates pride, for it keeps us from turning towards Him. Our proud heart deceives us into believing that we can make it on our own without God or without His help. This attitude has resulted in so much of the pain, loneliness, anguish, and heartache people face today. In Daniel chapter 4, Nebuchadnezzar, the king of the Babylonian Empire, was the most powerful pagan king in the known world. God allowed him to be raised to power so that God could accomplish his purposes through him. The king did not recognize the Lord God as the only sovereign king and ruler, even though God had revealed himself years earlier to him. But Nebuchadnezzar wanted to believe that he was invincible and that he ruled instead of God. The Bible states that God rules above all and as creator and Lord, he is sovereign over the entire universe. He is the only one who ultimately is in control, not man. The Lord gave the people of Judah into the hands of this wicked king, mainly because of their idolatry and disobedience. The king believed his conquests resulted from his own military capabilities and strength. Little did he understand it was God who was orchestrating these events and would use the Babylonians to judge Judah and the other nations who rebelled against him. Now, some time had passed, and God directly spoke to Nebuchadnezzar in a dream which none of his wise men could interpret except the prophet Daniel. They called him to appear before the king to interpret the dream. Daniel's heart was troubled, for God revealed to him that the king would be greatly humbled and removed from his throne because his heart was proud and lifted above God. So Daniel told the king the interpretation of the dream. Then 12 months had passed and Nebuchadnezzar had forgotten the dream. One day as he was walking about his royal palace, he greatly boasted of the majesty of his kingdom, which he built by his mighty power. As he spoke those words, immediately he was stricken with insanity and removed from his throne. He had to dwell with the beasts of the field, just as God had revealed in his dream, until he recognized that God Most High rules in the kingdom of men and gives it to whomever he chooses. It is so important for us to remember that the Lord is God and we are not. And may I add, we will never be. After seven years, the king's understanding returned, and he worshipped God, exalting him as the Most High God. 
he recognized that the God of Israel was the only true God and worthy of all honor and praise. They restored the king to his throne. After this horrifying and humbling experience, Nebuchadnezzar was a changed man. King Nebuchadnezzar's prideful attitude is seen today in those who choose to resist and rebel against God in defiance to his rightful authority as king and ruler over their lives. Unfortunately, many believers also want to live their life in the way that pleases them as though they are not accountable to God. But someday we must all appear before the throne of God and will be judged for deeds done in this life, whether good or bad. Furthermore, there are some who think that their accomplishments have resulted from their own doing. They have failed to recognize that it is in God that we live and move and have our being. That is, it is through Him we live and exist. In Job chapter 12, verse 10, it also states that all life and the breath of every living thing and of all humanity is in God's hands. All that we are and have, we owe to God whether or not we acknowledge it. We can forget that all our gifts, abilities, and skills have been given to us by God. In all our accomplishments, it is He who causes us to succeed and advance so that we would give Him the glory. The Apostle Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7, NIV, For who makes you different from anyone else? What do you have that you did not receive? And if you did receive it, why do you boast as though you did not? Everything we have comes from God. We boast as though we have done it all without Him. John the Baptist stated a similar truth. A person cannot receive even one thing unless it is given him from heaven. God has endowed us with gifts and abilities to bring Him the glory, yet we turn it around for our own will and purposes and not God's. If we choose to forget this truth, God in His mercy will bring circumstances into our lives that will cause us to be humble before Him and others. The problem is that in our sinful nature, we are self-dependent and self-sufficient, which causes us to want to live independently from God. Pride blinds us by giving us a false sense of security in ourselves and in our abilities, even though we are limited in foresight and understanding. In subtle ways, we can live apart from God when we make choices without seeking His guidance and direction. Our lives belong to Him, yet God does not force His way on us, but will allow us to learn the hard way as we follow what seems right in our own eyes. Pride is considered the root of every other sin. As we move further away from God, our pride, sinful passions, and desires will dominate the course of our lives. Pride is the sin that we see in others but cannot see it in ourselves. 
it leads us to look condescendingly at others who differ from us in gifts, abilities, and physical qualities. But according to Proverbs chapter 16, verse 18, ESV, pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. God loves us so deeply that he will not leave us in our sinful pride. In his mercy, God will allow us to fail and fall flat on our faces until we acknowledge that he alone is God and the only one who may do with us as he chooses. God is opposed to the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Many detest the idea of humility, especially in our culture, for it denotes weakness. But humility is essential for our relationship with God. We need to realize that we are weak and vulnerable apart from Him. Humility is being honest of who we are with all our flaws, weaknesses, and inconsistencies. Therefore, we are admonished in Scripture to humble ourselves before God. Humility is seen in the one who acknowledges their nothingness in view of who God is and therefore depends on Him for everything. Living humbly before God is not about depreciating ourselves, but thinking of ourselves less and instead thinking more of others. We are to realize that it is through God's unconditional love and grace that we can live our lives by His power to accomplish all things that brings Him the glory. Pride comes before a fall, but if we humble ourselves before God, in due time He will raise us up for His purposes and for His own glory.